Hi, I'm Kristen Ludlow from NBA Inside Stuff, and you're listening to the Double Clutch Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Double Clutch NBA Podcast. I'm your usual host, Matthew Wellington, and I'm joined tonight once again, after a while away, by Mr. Matthew Bates. Hello. One of the original members, I think it's safe to say. Although not too original. Like, you, you came fourth. in. A, yeah, fourth. Yeah, fourth, fourth member. Maybe we'll clash you as third, because, you know, Frankie doesn't do anything anymore, so. Who? <laughs> Frankie Hobbs, I don't know if you heard of him. Never uh, heard Arsenal of him. fan, t- tweets about Mesa Ozil quite a lot on Twitter. I uh, saw Arsenal play at Hillsborough a few months ago, and Sheffield Wednesday won. Oh, and yeah. I don't know much about football, but I do know that Wednesday should not have won that game. No, they they shouldn't have. Anyway, anyway, off the football and onto the basketball because that is the real reason we're here. Um, Bates wanted to call an emergency podcast because he's pissed off at something that happened in Philadelphia. So if you're an enthusiast fan like ourselves, you will be well aware that Sam Hinkie has sort of removed himself from the equation <coughs> in uh, Philadelphia. So we'll get onto that in a minute. But first of all, I think we've got to just discuss it. Are the Warriors going to beat the record? I thought you were going to talk about. I thought you were going to say Rogue One. Uh, oh yeah, think, yeah. We'll get onto Star Wars later. <laughs> I think I, th- I think they're going to match it. You think they'll match it? I think they're surprisingly they'll probably drop the ball or something and lose to Memphis. Yeah, well, it's, it's an interesting one because they play the they play the Grizzlies twice and the Spurs twice, and you can imagine Pop's going to be like, I don't know if he'd be too bothered about the games. I think the game tonight, but the fact that they can now, indicator. yeah, because they can snatch the first seed if they like actually. You know, if, if everything yeah. falls their way, they can still finish in the top seed, which is just ridiculous. Ridiculous, yeah. Um, but the Western Conference, there's two teams in there with 65 plus wins at the moment, which is insane. Like, absolutely ridiculous. Um, so quite a few teams over the last week or so since we last did the podcast have clinched the playoffs. Obviously, um, the Cavs and the Raptors in the Eastern Conference, they're sort of there. They're fighting over the first and second seed at the moment, I believe. Um, Atlanta, Boston, Miami, Charlotte, they've all secured playoff spots. Who and cares? At, and at the, <laughs> yeah, the East is a two team race. <laughs> um, and at the moment, it's Indiana and Detroit in seventh and eighth. So I think Chicago are probably a bit too far back. Oh, now. seventh and eighth playoff spot will be a talking point later. Oh, will it? Yeah. I'm still loving those Raptors, man. I did a piece on the Raptors. Go check it out. No, uh, Plug. no. <laughs> No, uh, and the Raptors will come up quite a bit later as well. But you know, they're the two teams that are only really worth watching in the East in the playoffs. They're the only two that will have a chance. I think Boston are pretty fun to watch. Miami have been playing really well recently. They're fun to watch, but realistically, I can't see as much as Bill Simmons has been going on about it. Just because they beat the Golden State Warriors, I don't think Boston. Oh, that was can. a hell of a game, though. Hell of a game. I don't think they can win four games against either of those two ta- teams. Yeah. Well, stranger things have happened. We will wait and see. Cleveland might explode and implode just yet. Oh, I kind of hope they do. Yeah, and in the Western Conference, it's the Golden State Warriors, obviously the first, the, the first seed at, as it stands. The War, uh, the Spurs second, the Oklahoma City Thunder third. They've clinched that now. I think the Clippers are fourth, and Portland have clinched their playoff spot in sixth. Um, How surprised! That yeah. is ridiculous. So fifth, seventh, and eighth are Memphis, Dallas, and Utah. Still some scrapping to go on. Houston lost to Dallas last night, which was a big loss. Um, so that puts them in a bit of issues with regards to making the eighth seed. But, you know, Utah took um, San Antonio all the way the other night. So I think Utah are not going to be a slouch of an eighth seed. It's, it's, it's been said before, but the Utah, all, all those teams you mentioned are pretty much in the playoffs at the moment because they're fighting for a spot. Every game's a must win, just like the playoffs. And it's loads of fun. Which is oh, really yeah. funny because we were thinking the whole season was really boring and in the last like two weeks it's really kicked off again and become something that you kind of it's, you have to it, pay attention to. It's good that every night now there's games on where they actually mean something, which 
isn't really the case every night in the start of April leading up to the playoffs. Yeah, well, it wasn't for the first few months of this year. Like, people had switched off. And even the Warriors, like, admittedly, the last couple of weeks, they've been saying they've been getting a little bit bored of the regular season. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, they're not sure they're going to get this record. And, whether you know, all the questions are, does it mean a lot to them or does it not? I mean, I imagine if you're there, like Kobe Bryant said, you'd probably want to get the record just so it's something to put on your your sort of resume. But at yeah. the end of the day, championship's more important. Definitely, definitely. So we shall see what happens. Anyway, speaking of championships... Philadelphia got their 10th win the other night, courtesy of Elton Brand, MVP chance. Um, Sam, yeah, and and Sam Hickey's gone. So when's your next championship coming is basically what I'm trying to say. I'm going to let you you rant for the next 20 minutes because this is all you're here for. Who cares? cares? It's over. (laughs) The process is over. The pro- did uh, you, did, let's be right. Can we start one thing? Question. Start, start at the beginning. 2011. No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah, let's go all the way. Time warp back to the, the year before we started this podcast. <laughs> Every single live draft night, it's been. I believe in the process. <laughs> yeah. And now it's like, okay, it's all been blown out. What is the future for the the 76ers organization now? Seventh and eighth seeds. Seventh they and eighth have, seeds. What Philadelphia have done is pretty much. I won't swear yet. Uh, <laughs> Poo pooed in the face of pretty much everything that's happened in the last three years. They brought in Sam Hinkie, who was there to change things up. Okay, a lot of people didn't agree with the way he did it, but his his idea was let's strip the crap roster that Doug Collins had. That was just a middling thirty to forty win season team, which no one likes. It's like playing in. The Premiership, it's just mid-table the just whole year. Stoke. Sure. <laughs> so Sam Hinkie has come in and stripped down all the roster and thought, what, the one way that we can build champions championships is through the draft. Which, I want you to tell me a team that hasn't won, that has won an NBA championship uh, with without not drafting their star player. Oh, I'll give you time. I'll give you time. There isn't one. Uh, I can't think of one. The only one that I can think of is the Detroit Pistons in 2003. And this is obviously 2000 onwards. Or you can even go back because you've got Jordan, etc. Tim Duncan. Tanking is a thing that's been in the NBA for as long as anyone can remember. Every team has done it that has won a championship But they've not done it to the necessity that But they have not done it to the necessity that we've done it. But the first draft... Gave away Drew Holiday and uh, drafted Noel. Okay, he missed a year for uh, injury. Sake. Looks like a more than capable NBA player, though. Yeah. Uh, the next draft, they drafted... Uh, Ma- <clears throat> Michael Carl Williams was in that draft before, but no one cares about him. He's terrible. Uh, he won MVP. Uh, not MVP. MVP. Not MVP. Uh, rookie, rookie, rookie of the year. <laughs> <laughs> and now, how is he doing? Middling with Milwaukee. Get rid of him. Not me. <laughs> what what a steal of a trade that was. Uh, and then the next year, Embiid, Saric, which okay, haven't played yet. But yeah, Embiid's like can, the mystery man. But in the whole scheme of things, you cannot fault what Sam Hinkie's done because we were t- a few ping pong balls away from getting Carl Anthony Towns or Andrew Wiggins, which no one's talking about the Minnesota Minnesota at the moment. Everyone's talking about how good they are, how bright future. They are, and that could have been us with more draft picks. What they've done now is they've taken away all the long-term game by bringing in the Colangelos, 
which are old school crap basketball <laughs> basketball where they will look for a short term fix instead of the longer plan which Hinky Hinky had. And it's not it's not necessarily the Colangelo's fault. It's Ed Ed O'Neill, oh, that was so close, (laughs) (laughs) who have absolutely bottled it just because the league have got a little bit scared of them. And it's been, as soon as they hired Brian, Jerry Colangelo, which is the father, this was always going to happen. Because if you notice, nothing over the last three years has been released to the press about bad things until Colangelo came in. The media attention hasn't been as thick and there hasn't been as many stories leaking. Jalil Okafor is a different story. Get him out. Really? Since Yeah, he's not good. Come on. Come on, you think Okafor's good? I think he's okay. He can't play a lick of defence. Oh, he, he plays popped. in Philly. None of them can play a lick of defence. Uh, Robert Covington. And, yeah, um, oh, yeah, maybe him. And Hollis Thompson. The I LeBron, don't know who that is. I'm going to pretend I do. The LeBron <laughs> stopper. Hollis Thompson, get to know. Uh, Sorry, I, I might have no, watched right. that 176ers game in the last um, two seasons combined. Dare you, I've watched at least 60% over the last three seasons. And everyone feels sorry for you. I, well, it's a waste of time now. Absolute waste of time, because now it's already started. They've brought in Elton Brand, which... what the, which, MVP. Yeah, which... Yeah, 10 years ago. Absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. He's now saying that he wants to play next year, which okay, I see the mentoring and stuff for the older for the younger players, but don't give him a roster spot. Hire him in the office to talk to them. Buy him a season them, ticket and let him exactly, sit in the stands. Courtside, let him not in the stands, <laughs> get him courtside, fine. Don't give him a roster spot because what they're doing is they're taking away playing time from young players that for another can actually that can actually that can actually <laughs> learn while instead of just being on your last not even leg your last toe <laughs> so it's already started so expect Rudy Gay and uh, some crap guard for Atlanta to be on our team next season so are you saying the hinky era has been a failure because he's gone out and got, he's gone out and got the assets that you need not to... at all because this is the thing now even if the Sixers do even if the Sixers start doing well it's not going to be oh hinky did all this it's going to be Oh, Colangelo's come in and saved the day. When really, Hinky's just set them up. They've set, which if they will change, they, I 100%, they will, they will trade that number one or number two draft pick this, this draft for Rudy Gay or someone (laughs) obsolete like that. Rudy Gay. I love how you picked up poor Rudy Gay. Yeah, because I, he's just the, per- the, the the wannabe star that never quite yeah. gets there. <laughs> so it's going to be seventh or eighth seed because in the NBA it's it's quite easy unless your owners and GMs are idiots, Sacramento Kings. It's easy to make the seventh or eighth seed in the NBA if you actually try. If you actually go out and try and get the best players available at that time, it's quite easy to be get the seventh or eighth seed. Which we will probably do next year, which isn't a good thing. You're saying no, eighth seed for next year? Easy. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's They'll, some remarkable turnaround. Yeah, but it's not because it's anyone can do this. The who's a team that the Suns could do this? The Suns could <laughs> stop bringing up the Suns. Ross already hating you, <laughs> right? No, the Suns could do this. They just need to strip. They just have to strip down a few of their young players with potential and get a middling star. 
in a, in a trade and they'd probably be the eighth seed. It's that easy in the NBA. It's hard to reach it, to win championships. And the only way you can do that is by getting a knockout free agent, which is very, very rare. But essentially, you're going to have to have that play, that young player <clears throat> or player in their prime that you've drafted. Hence why Hinky has been trying to gather all these assets to try and get that star. Okafor is not that star. It k- kills me to say it, but Noel's not that star. We haven't got a star on the roster at the moment. We're hoping Embiid will be that star. We're hoping Embiid will be that star. Or Ben Simmons or Ingram, who I've not even seen a minute play. But <laughs> I hear their names because I don't watch college basketball. They're going to be that star. And to, to, for him, to push him out, because let's be honest, he got pushed out. He didn't leave. Why would he leave with all the money on the table? He got pushed out and then tried to do it dignity. And then they tried to give him dignity by saying that he quit. Why would you fire him now? When you're so close to cashing in, you've got the probably the first or second seat, uh, first or second pick this year. Lakers, you could be lucky and also get the fourth pick as well, yep. if if things fall right for you. And then you've got all these second rounds and Oklahoma's pick, Miami's pick, this pick swap with Sacramento next year. You're literally on the brink of cashing in, and now they fire him. It's absolute bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Boom and there we go. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I think they've come I think that the organization has run into this idea that tanking, you know, it's it's been scrutinized a hell of a lot the last few years. Like all the conferences, like the Sloan conference and stuff have had actual whole topic conversations on tanking. But then you go and look at some of the teams that have supposedly been tanking the last few years, and I'm gonna bring them up because they're the most notable one to bring up. The Boston Celtics was supposed to be tanking. They went out, they got a huge amount of assets for that Kevin Garnett, Paul Pierce trade with, with, um, the Brooklyn Nets, completely pilfered them of every, every, any hope of building a future for that franchise. Um, this year they've gone and made the playoffs and they're the fourth seed in the Eastern Conference. But I want championships. I want rings. I don't want the fourth seed. They're not going to make it to the West Eastern Conference finals. But they might do next year. What, how? Get a with start. All asset, with all the, but what star are they going to get? What can they throw in together? They can throw away the sec- second pick. If Kevin Love comes, which he's always rumoured to be in Boston, if they get someone like Kevin Love, they're not going to be a championship team with a team of Isaiah Thomas and Kevin Love. Don't and, you dab on my Isaiah Thomas, man. And if They're not going to be a championship team. They're not going to beat Golden State. They're definitely, probably not even going to beat Cleveland. They're definitely not going to beat the San Antonio Spurs. Even about how do you define a championship team? We could be here for uh, hours, one, by the way. One people. that wins a ring. That's a championship team. The late the Clippers. But you don't know if it's a championship team until it wins a championship team. You didn't think the Detroit Pistons you know were going to be a championship you know team. Boston aren't going to win a championship next year. If they get we, the right pieces, Brad um, Stevens is a good enough coach. The organization's got a, turbi- a big enough history. Not proven yet. He's not proven yet. What? He's not a championship coach. Of course he isn't. You've got to win something. You've got to get there first. Yeah, but they've not. They've been in the first round. How many championship coaches are there left in the NBA? About six. If exactly. Not even that. Not even that. But that's not... They're not going to win a championship. The teams that win championships, from, they but, build... They, uh, To be honest, though, Boston is a bit of a dodgy example because they... I'm not saying they're going to win a championship next year, obviously. You're not. saying the NBA loves them, so there's something I'm just going to say that Boston are, in a, good, are in, a good, in a good position because they've got assets that they can trade but they've also got these assets that they can trade within future. They and can sacrifice their future to cash in early. And they're the Boston Celtics. And if yeah, and if they do it right, they can be a championship team. 
But I think the teams with actual future in the NBA, that's not, that's not, that I'm talking five years, are Minnesota, Boston. Utah. Not really, no. Don't give me that. Who's, who have they got? They've got Gordon Hayward, Hayward Derek Favors. Panther. Derek Favors is still ridiculously good for a young age. Not a championship. They go out and grab a free agent. Yeah, but this Boom. is it. They grab a free agent. You, at the moment, how are they going to grab that free agent? They're going to have to trade someone. How does anyone grab the free agent? The whole oh, point of the NBA the last few years with the cap is the fact that teams like Milwaukee can go out and grab no the No one's moving agent. to Utah over the... No one's moving to Milwaukee. Exactly. They're not a championship team at all. But then this blows this whole argument of the Lakers have no, no hope in hell this summer. Yeah, the Lakers always have hope. There we go. Th- thank you. I got you to say it. That's all I was waiting for. But the thing that, that yeah, but they'll be getting hope people move because Kobe's left. People want to move to Philly? People want to move to Philly. Probably now, yeah, because Bar- Brian Colangelo will do anything to get people there. And I mean anything. Could you pull off a trade for someone like Boogie yes, Cousins? easy, but it won't Boogie. be worth it. won't be worth it. Why would we want Cousins? He's a monster. Yeah, uh, what we're we going to give up for him? Noel and our future. Everything. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's not worth it. You'll get some more wins. Yeah, exactly. It's not <laughs> worth it. I don't want to be a 35-win team. I'd rather be a 10-win team than that. that you're going to be in this state of prom- flux for the next decade. Until we draft the right player. It's a trial and error. Instead of... It's, well, it's not a trial and error. It's a trial and error, but that's It's not a trial out. and error if you go out and trade for a guy who's already proven himself in the league. But what we're going to have to get... if The only way we could do that is if we get... Do what Boston did, like you said. Carmelo Anthony. <laughs> yeah, don't want Carmelo Anthony. Don't, I don't want DeMarcus Cousins anymore. Because now, who, we've not got anything... The only things that we could give up for are Picks and Jalil Okafor. So what it. you're saying is you're just literally hoping that Damian Lillard happens in Philly. Pretty, yeah, yeah. We're trying to draft someone like a superstar that you can build a team around rather than bring someone in that is a proven superstar but lose everything that we've got in the in But that's the future. supposed to have been what you've done the last three years. Exactly, and that's what we, and we've missed out. I told you, we could have been Minnesota. <laughs> <laughs> we could have Carl Anthony Towns absolutely looking like a superstar against the Golden State Warriors. Yeah, that, guy, that, that kid's ridiculous. Yeah. That's not is, even fair. I would take him over He's got like Davis. grown man moves over, you know, the Is that controversial? I'd take champions. him over Anthony Davis. No, because I think Anthony Davis has dropped off hugely this year. Injury, I know yes. that team sucks, but seriously. Yeah. If you're supposed to be the guy who's coming in as like one of the front runners for the MVP race and you don't even end up close. Never leave the hype. Never believe the hype. Never believe the hype. Do listen to the podcast now. What, believe the hype? Yes. Of course I do. Yeah. One of no, biggest fans, people. man. Australia. A- amazing. It was a pun. Good eye. Good eye. Anyway. <laughs> Good eye, Dwight. I'm Dwight Howard. <laughs> 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 oh yeah, I remember. But they still use that. They might do. Okay, you haven't listened recently. Um, in a while, no. Just got you out. But anyway, <laughs> there's so many podcasts, man. If uh, yeah, oh, you have to go through the Oklahoma route to be a championship team or a championship caliber team. Boston Oklahoma route, a caliber team. Well, you have to go through a lot of thunderstorms. Now you have to go through a lot of drafts and hitting on these drafts. Twisters. Twisters, sure. <laughs> twist, twist, the, twist the roster around. Jerry Colangelo is going to come in, and this is first. That Brian Colangelo came in. They didn't, and then when Sam Hinkie was out the door, they didn't even search for a GM. They just went, "Oh, I'll just get my son to do it." Absolutely ridiculous. You don't do that. You search. This is Jerry Colangelo. 
the Brooklyn Nets passed on Jerry Colangelo. That tells you how unrespected and not a great reputation he has. If the Brooklyn Nets, who have had a horrific time under Prokhorov, if they're passing up on someone, why would you then take him? Well, I guess one of them had to go, and it was either going to be Colangelo, who's just come in, or Hickey, because their mindsets don't work. Like They do not work in harmony together. That's fine. Two. If you were going to take Hinky, at least give me two weeks of fake looking for a GM. Don't rub it in the face by just hiring your son on the same night that he's handed his resignation in. Because Hinky was all the analytics guy, understanding the cap value, the restraints that the caps bring. Well, these aren't like that. These aren't Colangelo's like, that. like, I want a veteran, because a veteran can bring a big I want Elton Brand. 2.0. Great. <laughs> we could do that. That's great. We could get a Brian Colangelo. We could get... Oh, who? What crap could we pull off someone? Who's a... You know, you won nine games since Christmas since Ish Smith joined, who is quite clearly a Colangelo acquisition. Yes. Great. He saved your season. <laughs> no, he didn't. No, he didn't. We already had a season fine. Didn't care if we won five games this year. As long as it gave us at maximum possibility of getting the number one pick. How's Dario Saric these days? Uh, doing very well in Europe. Doing very well in Europe. MVP. Yeah, in Europe. In Europe. He's in, coming in over Europe. this year. He's coming over this year. And B's going to... They were about to cash in. And uh, the stupid hedge fund boys that don't care about Philadelphia, don't care <laughs> about basketball, just looking to flip the franchise at the first possibility that they get, didn't they bottled it from a bit of pressure from the league and a bit of scrutiny from the media? The only reason the media hates Philadelphia that much is just because Sam Hinkie never gave interviews. That's why. While Colangelo's now in, and he'll be so open to the media that he'll be the the storylines in Philadelphia and across the league will be what a game changer, what a lifesaver he is. To but that's what the NBA is. The NBA is, is is a brand. It is a marketing machine where the players have to talk to the press, the coaches, the backroom staff, the GMs have to talk to the press. That's the way American sports work. Which is sad. But it isn't. It actually gives us, the fans, a lot more confidence in what's going on. We got it that. Looks Brett like the... Brown was very open. Brett Brown was very open to the media. The players were always available. It's own. It's why do you have to talk to the GM? He did about three. He did. He did a lot of publicity after the draft, after the trade deadline, why, and a little bit during that time period. Why do you need to hear from a GM so much about? Oh, I'm looking into this player. You don't need to. If anything, you're showing your hand by doing that. We can't all be Danny Ainge who. As soon as he gets the little sniff of a deal, he's straight to the press. You don't need that. But that's what makes it fun. Yeah, but also, it's also fun not knowing. Because then, <laughs> it is, it is. Everyone loves a surprise. Basically, what you're, well, I, basically, we should, like, nobody should know what team's got what draft picks. <laughs> no, that's fine. That, that's, that's fine. But if you're saying, oh, like, the whole... Leaked story that Boston tried to get, uh, were interested in Okafor at the trade deadline. The Philadelphia didn't leak that. Danny Ainge did just to stir the pot after the trade deadline. But that didn't benefit anybody. So why did he do it? Speculation headlines. Exactly. Not people neither. talking about your team. Yeah, we don't want anyone to talk about our team. We just want to be left alone <laughs> until we draft this draft. 
a substantial player. Until yeah, you're basically sitting around waiting for Kobe that's Bryant. That's literally what if, that's literally what we wanted. We didn't want any national media coverage. But you're Philadelphia. You're one of the largest cities in the states. You've got one of the biggest NFL franchises. You're a big NBA franchise. You're a historic NBA franchise. That's why the NBA wants you to turn it around and turn it around quicker rather than later. Because the league suffers when the Lakers, the Celtics, the Pistons, the 76ers are failing because they're the historic franchises of the league. Yeah. They're, they're the ones that need to be winning. Yeah. And how do we, and, and would, and they want, so they want all these franchises. Technically, if that, the best way they're going to do it is by getting them four franchises that you mentioned. Or New York, probably, sorry. Forgot yeah, New York. New York rather before the next than, fans jump on everybody. Rather than the Pistons. You want those four <laughs> franchises in the, in the playoffs, in the last four seed standing. Correct. That's yeah. how the that's how the league will sell the most. Well, how do you get there? How do you get to be in the Eastern Conference Finals? By, you don't get. You, you don't do it by getting Elton Brands and Rudy Gay's. God, I don't even hate Rudy Gay. I do now just because I've mentioned him so much. I thought he was Rudy all right. Gay is the only guy who could take thirty six shots in a game and not score thirty points. That's how he rolls. Well, I can't wait to buy his jersey next year. Um, <laughs> and then you'll have a Raptors one, a Kings one, a Grizzlies one. Hey, if anything, it's going to be a bump for the Kings anyway, because as soon as he gets traded, he, the other team does better. The whole thing just annoys me, because look at Toronto, man. They were right. ta- they were like in the tanking run for Wiggins yeah. that year, and they somehow got in the playoffs, and then since then, Masai Yuri's come in and just like turned the whole organisation around put them in the second seed like they're a destination now combined with like the marketing and the branding that they've done there people want to play in Toronto that's something we wouldn't have said five years ago they won't win the championship now well they might not but it's I the Eastern Conference broad, man I anything can happen street, I want a broad street parade I will be there there is a broad street parade I don't care about going out in the second round but they might get to the conference finals and that would oh. be an, that would be an achievement for an organisation like the Raptors Oh, I'm not talking about the Raptors. I'm talking about Sixers. Well, I was yeah, just talking great, about the Raptors. Great. Good, for their, good for them. If they're happy with that and they think that's an achievement, great. But you're not going to win the them. NBA every year, are you? It doesn't happen. No, but, well, the Bulls did it. The Bulls had Michael Jordan. We could draft the next Michael Jordan. Where is that coming from? And it's not Ben Simmons. It's, uh... It's not James Ingram before you say it. It's Dario Sartno. It's not, um, it's not him, because he's just like Mario Hazania, one of those, you know, kind of overrated Europeans that we all rave about. Oh, what, like and- Andres Bargnani, who <laughs> Colangelo drafted? Yes. Ugh. Franchise changer. Yeah, for the wrong reasons. Because <laughs> as soon as he left, they started winning. Basically, you're not winning the NBA unless you've got LeBron James, Stephen Curry, exactly. Tim Duncan. Exactly, and how do you get these players? How have they got them? How have well, they got let's them be honest. Stephen Curry, when he was drafted, wasn't exactly going to be like the next big thing. Seven, only because of his injuries. Exactly. That's why he drafted down low. And they tanked to get him. <laughs> Everyone that's won a championship's tanked. We'll go through it. Golden State, they tanked for Harrison Barnes. They also tanked Steph Curry. Probably Clay Thompson as well. Who won before that? Spurs. Spurs tanked. They sat David Robinson to get Tim Duncan. They did. Uh... The Heat, they tanked to get Dwayne Wade. Oh, this is incredible. Uh, <laughs> Boston, Boston tanked. Boston tanked twice. I think you should write a book on the history of tanking. Yeah, God, no one would read it. <laughs> Lake, Lakers, Lakers didn't tank. Thank you. I, they didn't tank for Brian. 
but they they had Shaq. They got Shaq, and then they got Shaq. They nabbed Shaq in the free agency and drafted a good that's pick, the which is what Balls they were trying tanked. to do again last year. Everyone that's won a championship one time or another has tanked. Agreeably, we did it to a larger extent, but <laughs> that is literally how teams have won championships, by tanking. I'm not always in favour of tanking, only if it's for the greater good. Tanking's fine think... when it works. Exactly, exactly. Exactly. If you... it worked... But how like, many years is this? When moment. did we first start talking about tanking for the 76ers on this podcast? 2012? Yeah. <laughs> or, just to let you know, Orlando are in a terrible state of affairs. Yeah, what do they do? If Dwight Howard goes back there, that'd be funny as anything. Yeah, they are in a terrible state of affairs. But the wing that has annoyed me the most is, I always said, I think I even said it on this podcast, I took the mick out of Orlando for giving up on tanking, which they did. They they bottled it, and so did the Celtics, and now we've bottled it at the last hurdle. Because Brian Colangelo will expect at least 35 wins and a playoff spot next year, which is the worst thing that we could do. Um, it's the worst goal we could have with the team that we've got at the moment. And the position we're in. It's the worst possible thing. Quite feasibly but, possible in the Eastern Conference. <laughs> exactly. Hey, you can't say that anymore. Oh, I can happily say that. <laughs> Who would you rather be? Let's, uh, let me, the Lakers. Oh, no, not the Lakers. Because one, you're a Lakers fan, and two, they've got no future. Um, oh, burn. Through the draft. Through the draft. Because they haven't got this year's. Well, no, they might have this year's. Who would you rather be? The Lakers or the Wizards? In this position at the moment. Well, Washington, obviously. Why would you rather be Washington? Because they've got Bradley Beal, John Wall. And how far has that taken them? What position are they now in the conference? Ninth? Eighth? Tenth? Tenth. And what's their future looking like? Fairly misty. Fairly misty. And, the, and, then, the, and then the Lakers. What's they've the future got, looking like? No one got, knows. No, 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 no. <laughs> they've got Russell, who has come along quite well. And yeah, he's, he's going to be a player, yeah. He's starting to look like the Russell people thought he would be when he came into the... Even when he's not leaking videos. No, but he did that on the... Right, we haven't mentioned this, but he had right. the right intentions doing that, man. What was his, his intentions? Well, the guy's cheating on his missus. If Hinky was still here... Uh, Swaggy P's the problem here, man. He should have been out of this organisation two, three years ago. He should never have been let in. No, he shouldn't. He shouldn't even be in the league. Hey, no, he was all right for Philadelphia. Yeah, for a while, and then his stats dropped off a cliff. Because <laughs> he was funny. Um, oh, and now we can't get rid of him because nobody wants him because no, everyone's afraid yeah, this is we'll, going to happen. Well, I would have happily have absorbed his contract, contract for <laughs> a first-round pick. For a small sum. <laughs> for a, a first-round pick. And I think the Lakers probably would have done it, but Colangelo is not the type of person that would offer that. Offer that. But anyway, they've got... Where was it? They've got Julius Randle as well. Yes, he he can play. And then they've got draft picks, and then they've got this amount of cap space, and they've got Jordan Clarkson. Yep, Jordan Clark. Yeah, he's going to get paid quite a bit this year. Um, and they've got this massive amount of cap space coming, and the destination. Why would you not want to be in that position rather than the Wizards? In three, John Wall's not going to resign there. He resigned there last time. Yeah, with the promise that oh, we've got Bradley Beal and a young emerging core, which they Bradley, Bradley Beal's the one they want to be worrying about anyway. Well, exactly. They're un- they're very misty, as you said. They're in a terrible position, and their coaching and this- situation. And this is what the Sixers could be. We're because, good. Uh, just to let you know, uh, Bre- Brett Brown's the next one to go because uh, Mike D'Antoni is the assistant coach, and he's Colangelo's like best friend because of the Suns days. The Suns days. So he's definitely 
There's a lot of Sons Illuminati throughout the league now, isn't there? Yeah, there is. So he's definitely going to be the coach. And Dan Tony is not a good coach, unless he's got the right... Unless unless he's got the system and not Dwight Howard. (laughs) Yes, definitely. Or in New York. Ah, man, those years... So why would you not want to be the... Why would you... Why aren't you more high on the Lakers compared to the Wizards? The Wizards is where you no one wants to be right now. Because I think the future's bright for for both the organisations because of the players they've got. But, John John Wall's probably the best point guard in the Eastern Conference behind well Carl Lowry, but it, it, do, but do you really think he's going to resign there? If him and Bradley Beal are like wanting to do something, then yeah, why not? They've they've played really well the last couple of years. They had that awful the on, season. The only in way the only way they're going to re-sign John Wall is if they throw him a ridiculously massive contract, which is what which they did I'm last not, time. Which I'm not saying that he doesn't deserve. But last time it was like you look gonna, at the teams that wanted him last time, like the Lakers were in there. Are you telling me that he didn't have the choice to go to them and stayed in Washington yeah, instead? Because he had promised. Now he's seen that the Nene- Lakers had a good team then. Nene's aging. He's pretty much gone. He's pretty much done. Gortat's done. The Lakers had promised back when he was he had the opportunity to join them as well. But he would have always got more money at Washington. He would so have. They had, his, they had his birds rides. Birds? Bird rides. <laughs> so he would have got more money. The only way that they're going to re-sign him is by absolutely chucking a load of money at him and then that's just going to minimum, minimalise the rest of the money that you've got to make. But that might work. He might be one of those guys who's mentally just quite happy to play in the league and not win. What, like league. Kevin Garnett? Well, no, because no, no, yeah, no, yeah, KG yeah. moved to win. Yeah, exactly. And that's the only way that John Wall is going to be able to win. So it would be great if they can get into the second round and get kicked out in five games. But John Wall doesn't come out all the time and go, I want to win championships. <laughs> He's an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Even Derek Rose is like, yeah, I want to bring a, a championship back to the city. Like, exactly. Like, John Wall, what are you doing? <laughs> it's like, give up already. So thank you. I would not be... So I would hate to be in Washington's predicament at the moment. And the same with Milwaukee. A bad team's a bad team, man. Yeah. Uh, Yanis. I, I, I saw it. Yanis, the free point guard. Uh, I saw it. He's not... He didn't deserve this much hype. <laughs> like, people were crowning him. He's going to train with LeBron his... in the off-season. Did you people see that? Were, yeah. People were crowning him after his first season. I'm not saying that he can't be really, really good in an all-star and stuff, but... Just get off the bandwagon. Like, just chill out. Just chill out. Another Europeans in the league, and everyone's freaking out. <laughs> Greek freaking out. So Greek to summarise, Sixers owners just sell the team now because it's all their fault. They've given into the pressure. They've brought in the worst possible people to overlook a team with the assets and the situation that they're in, and they've they've fired. I know it says that he's walked, he's walked on his own accord, but he's pretty much been pushed out for someone that came in, innovated, and got a team in a in two 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 separate drafts in positions where they had the possibility of finding that start, and then now this year they're in a great position, but now they've bottled it by bringing in owners that will not go along with the plan. That anyone would have, anyone would go. If you had, if you were in our position now, your GM Matthew Wellington, what would you do with the Sixers? Uh, I don't. I generally don't know. Would you keep your draft picks? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you'd keep your draft picks. Draft well, picks. Uh, unless there was an offer that could not be refused. 
And what what is what is that? Is that a top but, five but, player? Uh, it would have to be surely. Yeah. It would have to be like I don't know Durant, Blake Griffin, or Durant, or yeah. Chris Paul, or something like that. Yeah, I don't Chris Paul's a bit old, but you know. Yeah, but no, no, that's fine because Chris Paul is again he's a known player around the league with lots of friends and connections that he can bring people in. Yeah, but they'd have to be good. So yeah, that's all you'd do, and they're not going to get a top five player offer because no team. The only thing that they could possibly get is Blake Griffin, but that's Blake Griffin for what two years before his contract's up. The amount of luck involved in all this is ridiculous as well. Exactly, like, you, you you take for like a, a draft pick, and that draft class ends up being like fairly mediocre, like that Michael Carter Williams draft class was. Mm-hmm. Whereas you look at last year's draft class, and like the the top like ten players. Mm. are all going to be capable NBA players in the future. And there's probably like two, three all-stars in there. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at like Russell, Towns, and I don't know, Porzingis. Yeah. Some of the... Oh, and Sam Hinky wanted to uh, trade... Have you heard this story? He wanted to draft him, but they wouldn't let him. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd take that with a pinch of salt because he's not the first GM to say that. Yeah, I think they all say that. This is what yeah. Zach Lowe said the other week. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, GMs come out and go. Yeah, we had a chance to get Kobe. But yeah, Draymond we Green. Him up. <laughs> passed Draymond Green up three times or whatever. But, but yeah, so in, so the best thing that the Sixers can do now is keep their draft. Is literally just do this. Well, just draft their keep all their draft picks for this year and see what they get out of it, and don't make any brass decisions until maybe the end of the year yeah and there's a couple of big free agency periods coming up over the next two three seasons there's always going to be a off chance that you can get somebody who's going to change your franchise but i don't i don't think the people that are in place at the moment will do that and that's a scary colangelo will no he won't he'll definitely he'll trade for someone he'll use a he'll use he'll get what's the difference between him trading for someone and grabbing a you know, a capable player than grabbing someone in free agency. If he grabs in, so if he grabs some, if he uses salary, that's fine. But if he, but he will, but if he but trades you're, away, you're afraid that he'll use assets. He will, and he will. He definitely will. He hundred percent will. We that, will. That Lakers pick. He is literally <laughs> playing. I can. He's definitely going to be playing hot potato, with dangling him. it on a fishing pole in the middle of yeah, the sea. In, yeah. And oh, so, who, we're going to get someone absolutely just shocking for it. We'll get Greg Munro. Greg Munro is for future sixer. Greg Munro, watch this space. Go, yeah, bounce around the league. That's what Greg. That's the type of player we'll get for that. He was a, he was supposed to be a you know franchise changing player when he joined Milwaukee last year. If they had an all right point guard, it might be different. <laughs> Blame it oh. on the point guard. MCW. I so, say yeah. I. Glad, thank you for letting me come on at the short, such short notice and getting that off my chest. <laughs> Absolute shenanigans. You've had to have a rant, didn't you? Yeah. Anyway, Star Wars. It looks good. It does look good. I literally it, saw the trailer two minutes before I came on. I'm pumped. Uh, it looks like original trilogy sets. Yes, it is, yes. Which, yes. the uh, Did you hear the uh, Death Star uh, sirens, alert sirens? Yes. Very good. Geeking music's out. music's very good. I saw the initial tra- teaser trailer for this like last year when it was leaked online and then taken off YouTube like after like two hours. Yeah, where it had the whole Obi Wan voiceover about the Jedi's and mm-hmm. uh, it was really cool. And then the camera zoomed out and you saw the Death Star. But this trailer was like, yeah, this trailer was awesome. Imagine we'll th- get another one with Captain America. Not no, I th- they'll show that. But I don't well, that was a teaser anymore. trailer. Like we'll get a full trailer at some point. 
It is classed as a teaser trailer, but that's not a but teaser But they do trailer. a teaser, you know, Star Wars, they do a teaser trailer for a teaser trailer for a teaser trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> Take all my money. <laughs> <laughs> but no, it, yeah, it looked... And I, re- I, re-watched, um, I re-watched the last one the other day, the new Force one. Force Awakens. Yeah, it's not as good the, the, the third time. Is it not? No, it's just a rehash of New Hope. Which is what it was the first time, which is why I was kind of just, I saw it at midnight and was kind Same. of disappointed and I had really yeah. shitty seats because I was like at the front of the screen. Mm. And then I saw it the second time and I was at the back of the screen and I thought, this is awesome. Mm. And then when I watched it the other day, I was like, it's not as awesome as I thought it was the second time. <laughs> mm. It's one That's of the, it. it's just, it's just rehashing. I want something new and this is what Rogue One is. Yeah. It's, it literally looks like a war film star. Yes. Wars. Yes. Yes. Which Saving Private Ryan meets Black Hawk Down meets Star Wars, Star Trek. Okay, Star right. Trek. Don't say Star Trek. Take all my money. <laughs> uh, have you seen Batman vs Superman? Yes, it's rubbish. Oh God, is it bad? It is really bad. I, isn't I've it? seen it twice. Really? Oh yeah, I watched it once, and I was like, the thing is, I heard the reviews before I went in, so I was expecting the worst thing ever and the fact that i went in with such low expectations it i i didn't think it was as bad if i went in with no expectations i would have thought it was dog poo it was dire it is really really dire. and the, the zach snyder doesn't understand superman no no he doesn't he can paint a pretty picture but he can't write a good book you think superman's this evil force yeah, it we, just doesn't we, get like, it. Like no emotion or no conscience or anything. Yeah, go back if you want to have fun. Watch the Superman film. Go back and watch like Christopher Reeve or something. When I first saw it, people were clapping afterwards. Really? And yeah. I was just like, I came oh out of a cinema god. that was silent. It was that bad. Oh god, it was so bad. Spoilers. Deadpool. Deadpool. Cinema favorite, was clapping. <laughs> favorite comic book superhero ever. So I was, I was in. Who's this, I Batman mean, or Superman? No, Deadpool. Oh, Deadpool. Yeah, like, I've read... Oh, God, this is nerdy. I've read everything. I've read all his Welcome runs. Welcome to the nerd hour. <laughs> yeah, I've read all his runs, so I knew what I was getting... I knew... I, so I had high expectations for it. It was good. And it it passed them. It was perfect. It was literally... That's how the comic is. Yeah. But Batman vs. Superman. My God. It's, Batman was good. It's a, bad, it's a bad Superman film when Batman gets Batman upstage as Superman. Ben Affleck was good, though. Yeah, really good. Probably the best loved, Batman, actually. L- l- loved, loved, <laughs> loved the reveal of the Justice League the second time. Yeah, that was cool. No, Wonder it wasn't. It was Wonder terrible. Was, Wonder it Woman was, was gonna hilarious. Be cool. Wonder Woman was going to Oh, be cool. I'm just going to send it over an email. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely ridiculous. Hilarious the second time when you know it's... No, good. Aquaman's the best bit. Oh, God, he's flowing hair. Yeah, look at me, I'm floating. Anyway... <laughs> Off that, um, yeah. there's a fantastic basketball book available right now, guys. And it is available in the UK for once, which is going to be an unshameless plug from us. Because we're both reading it. Bates has stormed for it. Yeah. Everybody else here at Double Clutch is is also <laughs> reading it. So we're going to shout it out. And if you want to go read it, go read it. Because it's just something that NBA enthusiasts will enjoy reading. It's called Boys Among Men, How the Prep to Pro Generation Redefined the NBA and Sparked a Basketball Revolution. It came out on the 15th of March last month. Um, and it's by Jonathan Abrams, who used to write for... Grantland. Grantland. And it's a fantastic book, so I urge you all to go and check it out and give it a read. It's about, you know, the young generation that came into the league. Kevin Garnett, Dwight Howard, Kobe Bryant, LeBron James, and some of the guys that you that's, may not know that's about. That's what I was going to say. The people that you don't know, they're the most intriguing stories. 
and it is, it's a really, you know, it's like 15, 16 quid, I think it is. Fantastic book it. just to pick up and go out and read. And it's quite easily available on Amazon UK, which is often quite difficult when it comes to getting basketball books in this country. I, um, I have read pretty much near enough every basketball book going. Yeah. Top five. Three. Top five. Top you five. were going to do a basketball book review thing. Did it? Did it? You didn't read it. <laughs> when did this happen? <laughs> Two or three years ago. Yeah, but you were gonna. This is gonna be like a regular thing. Well, basketball book, the one I recommend. As you I basically read recommend. one basketball book a year, is what you're saying. I do not read one basketball <laughs> book a year. Uh, I recommend, as I always recommend, loose balls. The, the oral history of the ABA. It's the best one. Loose balls. Yep. You heard it here first, people. <laughs> you did. It's the best. It's the best. Oh, and if you do want to get hold of more NBA books. Tweet our, our friends at the Basketball Megastore and say you want books because I tweeted them the other day and they said if they got a bit more interest, they might look at it. So seriously, go and talk to them because that'll be awesome because then we'll be able to buy T-shirts and merch and books and everything from them and you'll be able to get all your basketball stuff in one place, which will be fantastic. Anyway, do you, want, do you want to know an underrated basketball book that you might not have heard of that's in the top five? No. Okay, I won't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's Pistol, the story of Pete Maravich. I've given that book to people that don't like basketball. They've read it. And they've still they enjoyed it. it. They loved it. There you go. Universal. Universal. Universal basketball love. Anyway, speaking of universal basketball love, hashtag MA in the UK is the place to be. Twitter, Facebook, all the social media pages, wherever you are, please use it. We'll be able to see it, tweet it, and uh, we'll basically be able to get involved in the discussion. Um, Eurostep, Thomas Robry's European-focused blog, is coming soon. He's got quite a few guests lined up, so look forward to that one. Um, the drop is going as ever. Mike's been on the last couple of shows, I think, and done some really good stuff. He said some bad things about Kobe the other day, compared him to a koala, so I think I might have to have a few words with him next time we're on together. How is he um, like a koala? I don't know. Does he Something not know like- that his nickname is... The Black Mamba. Well, well, yeah. I, I'm pretty sure Mike does know that. <laughs> <laughs> but it, just, just in general, like they've they've been doing really good shows the last few weeks. So um, go and check them out, and, and everybody else in the UK who's doing really great work at the moment. And hopefully, over the next couple of weeks, we'll have some cool things. We'll be able to sort of bring up maybe some guests um, as we get closer and closer to the playoffs, which start on what next Saturday. <sighs> God. Next Saturday, it's the playoffs. I might that, have to book Friday off as well, actually. Because that was the sound of me realising that I'm not going to be getting sleep as much sleep as I normally get. Yeah, well, I'm thinking I might need to book the 15th off work just so I can watch Kobe's final game. They normally start the playoffs on my birthday. not doing it this year. Does it start the 16th or the 23rd? I hope it's the 23rd because I've got that week off. Yeah, we'll have to see. Well, I, I, I thought it was the 16th, but I'm probably wrong. I think... <laughs> That's isn't that when the NBA season fin? I don't. Yeah, yeah the sixteenth, the fifteenth, the fifteenth. Look it up yourself. Look it up. That means I've got to use my computer. That's difficult. Not you. I'm the audience. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Not you. The audience. Um. Anyway, speaking of you, the audience. If you like, to, if you do like the podcast, please leave us a lovely review. We do appreciate them. Um. Go on there. Check out Matthew Bates did a really fine example. No, he didn't do a fine example. It's just you know me chatting shit. Go and look at that one. Um. We like our iTunes reviews. Basically, they push us up the charts. It gets us listened more. Um, things on TuneIn. I don't think they do reviews on TuneIn, but Stitcher Radio do. So if you listen on Stitcher, please leave us a review on there. And um, if you want to follow us on Twitter, the uh, Twitter tag to follow is uh, at Double Clutch UK. Um, I've been Matthew Wellington. He's been Matthew Bates. And we'll catch you some point during the week. Goodbye. Bye.
Tonight is the night, Kobe Bryant's final game in Salt Lake City. We want to hear from you. Jazz fans, what does Kobe mean to you? Most heartbreaking, frustrating player to ever watch against the Jazz. So funny to watch him go from that young kid and just to see him evolve because he changed the game. You know, from Kobe's first game here in Salt Lake City to his last, what a ride. I really appreciate it. Just his tenacity and ferocity. Even though I was a huge Jazz fan, in my driveway as a kid, I'd be wearing my purple number 12 Stockton jersey, practicing my Kobe fadeaways. I think is one of the greatest competitors in the history of the game. 81-point game! No, he obviously got to us, but I'm pretty sure we Jazz fans got to him. They were really tough on him, you know, more so than the other crowds. And signs to literally just yelling right in my ear. Man, it pissed me off so much. I mean, it was like 08 in the playoffs where I just erupted after a play and just started talking back to the crowd because it was just, they just kept driving. So that's what sports should be, I think, is that kind of bantering and that kind of competition. I've always loved playing here because of that. Kobe is kind of like Heath Ledger as the Joker and Batman, where, yeah, to us, he was the villain, but his performance was so awesome that you can't help but respect it. You know, guys, it's been a complete love-hate relationship with Kobe here in Utah. But what he did for the game of basketball was simply legendary.